Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian from The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story, and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the, the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. As, oh boy, Yo. things are starting to escalate uh, in the aftermath of the James Harden trade, the four-team mega trade done. Harden now a member of the Brooklyn Nets. Houston gets back Victor Oladipo for first-round picks. Pacers get Kyrus LeVert. Cavs get Jared Allen. These are your big particulars, but of course, Harden going to the Nets is the big story. Uh, and now the big super team with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. We've kind of let Kyrie Irving alone for a little while, so we're going to get back into him in a big way in a couple of minutes. But first, uh, this story out of Houston uh, from ABC 13. A car wash in Houston is offering a free car wash in exchange for your old James Harden jersey. And there's video that's making its way around at the tease of this story that I'm sure was on the 11 o'clock news. Uh, here comes a woman, and she drives up to – it looks like it's it's an automated car wash where you have the attendant, and you pay, and you go in, and, and it's not a hand wash. It's, it's where you, you go through the station and wash your car. And she pulls up, and she hands the James Harden jersey to the guy. Guy checks it's a Harden jersey and throws it in a trash man, uh, a bin that has a sign on it that says, Trash Harden jerseys. <laughs> 
I, I appreciate the fact that he verified it wasn't some other bunko former Houston Rocket that they were trying to pass off as a Harden jersey. Wait a minute. This Not is just, a Clint I'm going to take jersey. your jersey Come and on. yeah, trying to fling it into the <laughs> it, just into the trash can. No, no, no. He's actually verifying it's hard. <laughs> you got to make sure it's hard. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Listen, listen, dude. This is a Tracy McGrady jersey. I can already tell. You cannot do it. No, sorry. You got to come back with another one. I'm sorry. Can't do it. I will take no Ming jerseys. And this one's really been worn. <laughs> this is a Steve Francis jersey. I'm sorry. We're not going to accept it. This is a Louis Scola jersey. No, no, no. We're not going to take it. You Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Oh, it's brilliant. This but is no, a Shane I mean, Battier a jersey. I'm sorry. You got to take it back. <laughs> hey, man. Someone's going to collect all those. They're going to have someone sit and take the nameplates off. They're going to refurbish them and resell them. You watch. This is brilliant. But, <laughs> well, but I don't know that I could go there, though, Mike. I mean, here's the thing. The first thing is... I don't know that I could go there because you know what's going to happen. If you go to a car wash that is offering a free car wash in exchange for your James Harden jersey, you're going to go through this car wash. It's going to be great. But in the final few minutes of this car wash, the machines are going to get tired and they're just going to sit there. They're not going to do anything and your car is going to come out with soap on it and streaks. You're going to go, oh, boy, that, that, that was great all the way up until the machine got tired at the end. And now and now look what's happening to us. Well, it was an episode I saw the other day. I watched going back through Curb Your Enthusiasm where they get stuck. Uh, and his wife has to get out of the car. And it's like, why didn't you show up? I was, uh, I was all wet because we got stuck in the car wash. Uh, but think about it. I mean, obviously, here in Los Angeles, we've got some pretty good car washes that have, you know, taco stands and restaurants attached to them. Uh, I'm sure in, in Houston, maybe, maybe they've got that as well. So it, it's, it's an all-out experience. Hey, we're going to get out of the house a little bit in this pandemic. What are we going to do? Well, we're going to get rid of your Harden jersey because he's not here anymore. And we're going to get lunch. Let's go. Okay. All right. We're going to get rid of your Harden jersey, and we're going to do this. Here's the thing is that I've always been uh, a a big proponent of if player X won a championship, you keep it because the jersey's forever, right? You won a championship, and you can always say, hey, yes, we had problems, but 2013 or 2018 or 2016 or 2009, whatever it is. If if the player won a championship, nope, that jersey lives forever. But if he doesn't win, yeah, you can do stuff like this, get a free car wash. Absolutely. Um, I mean, nine, nine years is an eternity, though. Like, that guy's a fab- part of the fabric of your life, whether you like it or not. I mean, it's one of those, you, you, I'd, I'd wear it. I'd keep going. Not, not that, you know, as a, you know, 40-something-year-old man, I should be wearing a basketball jersey in my condition. Nor should I have ever. I'm a 5'7 fire plug, okay? Basketball <laughs> jerseys never looked right on me, even when I was 10. So it's it's one of those things. I have a few of them that will eventually be hung up. I've got a great Porzingis uh, Knicks jersey uh, that's signed that eventually I, I need to do something with. Congre- congratulations to him on getting back on the the court tonight uh big boost for the dallas mavericks but yeah I, the other thing to say about this is it's really cool is as of now i don't know that anybody's burned any james harden jerseys no 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 that's the thing and is it going to be a big vast conspiracy of james harden jersey burnings or will it be like one but it seems like because it gets everywhere that everybody's burning them you know is, yeah, is I that like going to be move. the case no, I like definitely no, no, no. Why burn some? I mean, you burn something. You know, you you live in social media for five minutes, but you, if you give a jersey away, you get it. You get it 
get a car wash. And a car wash, you get a good car wash is probably about 20, 25 bucks. So you bought a jersey for about 80. You wore it a, you wore it a lot. So you got a lot, you got a lot of wear out of it. So, all right. And now if you tried to sell it, what would you get for it? 20, 25 bucks probably? No, you're, not get, you're getting a car wash now. Yeah. You're getting a car. No. Wait, you know what? Let me, hang on. Let, let me go to eBay and see right now. I'm eBay right now. I'm going to see James. Harden jersey, James Harden. Yeah, but you got to figure you're jersey. missing some of the paint on it because you've been wearing it. It's it's beat up a little bit. I mean, because I had an opportunity. I went to uh, I was looking for a piece of furniture and last week, and I went to a Salvation Army and, and and they had a giant rack of jerseys. And guy came in alongside. He goes, "Are you going to take any of these?" I'm like, "No." I go, "But how much are they?" And they were like ten bucks a piece. He bought them all. Like whatever resale he's doing via eBay or a sporting good. Uh, trading card shop or whatever he's got going on he just took them sight unseen he just kind of <laughs> looked to see where they ended and you got back to you know team <laughs> polos or jerseys uh but he took anything that looked like a legit jersey maybe he's chopping them up and making his own jersey cards i don't know uh <laughs> but 10 bucks was the going rate there I'm looking right now, and you can get you can get youth jerseys for like four dollars. But uh, here, the James Harden adult jerseys on eBay right now are starting at about twelve to fifteen dollars a piece. Okay, so still so some that's sentimentality. Right Give it another week or two. Yeah, no, you can get it. Well, yeah, they're suddenly down three dollars. You know, but, or, just take or, it. Like when you buy a book off of Amazon, one cent plus three ninety nine shipping and handling. No, that's Great. right. I'll buy Gotta that get book. You. All right, terrific. <laughs> Got to get the big shipping uh, <laughs> cost to it. Because uh, I've done, you know, because I read all the time. And, you know, that's why I, I I I read all the time. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I can't tell how many times I bought a book. Go, oh, I can get that book for one cent on Amazon. I feel weird about having to spend three ninety nine in shipping, but I'm getting it for a penny. So. Okay, I'm spending four dollars on this book. I, I, you know, it' weird that you know what I'm getting. I'm basically getting for free. It's just I'll ship it to you. You know, this is somebody saying I'm going to ship it to you. All right, I got, I got to get out of this. I got, I got to get this content out of here. I got no room. I'll give it to you basically for free. I'll just ship it to you. You can have it. Yeah. See, now it's that that question that you push forward of, all right, what's the shipping cost now? Right, because shipping's gone up across the board for you know so many different classes. I mean, I, I guess for for books and printed material, maybe you've still got that uh, book rate you could take advantage of at the post post office. But either way, you know, your win because it's still only four bucks. And if they make an extra dollar because of that's how they they did shipping, uh, good on them. So they still got to put forth the effort to get the book in the mail. <laughs> I'll pay Twitter them at, for their time. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Uh, now, let me throw this out there for Kyrie Irving, okay? Because in the last few hours, we have found out about Kyrie Irving uh, – in being away from the team for a few days, going to his sister's birthday allegedly video out there that the NBA is investigating. Uh, he joined a, a political Zoom last night when uh, the Nets game was going on. And now SNY in New York is reporting that Kyrie is away from the Nets because he's furious at them because they hired Steve Nash as their head coach and didn't take uh, his thoughts into consideration. Now, this is something that suddenly I think if Kyrie Irving was really mad about this, uh, he played a few games for Steve Nash. Are things that bad? Really? I mean, so Kyrie Irving is completely a someone you cannot trust. You cannot bank on. You cannot count on at all. And 
part of this trade, I guarantee you, because I'm going to ask you a big question in a second. Part of this trade was made, I guarantee you it was made, because the Nets are saying, all right, we got KD and Kyrie Irving. Who knows if Kyrie's going to come back and play for us, when he's going to play, how long he's going to play for us if he does come back. We have been engaged with the Rockets on this, and now we, we got to move on it because, yes, we want James Harden, but we also need somebody else where if things go sideways with Kyrie and we move on, it's not Kevin Durant by himself and he's pissed off because he's got no more help. right? So, so a big part of this trade was made and moved because you don't know where you're at and what you have with Kyrie Irving. So you go get James Harden. Now, I, so that's, that's a big part of this deal. Yes, you were engaged on him, but you don't know what you have. you got to make sure you have at least two stars. And I've said from the beginning, I like Harden and Durant together better than I like Harden, Durant, and Kyrie Irving. So mm-hmm. with that part of it, let me ask you this now. After getting James Harden and, and, and knowing what Kyrie Irving has had going around the past few days, not being around the team, yes or no, if I said to you, do you think in the past couple of days, but especially now after the trade is made, are the Brooklyn Nets really, really quietly – talking to back channels, talking to other teams, seeing if they're interested in Kyrie Irving. Are they doing it really, really quietly and be able to deny it if it comes up, but are they going back channel surfing to say, hey, uh, would you be interested in Kyrie? And what their return would be would probably be some role players, which is really what the Nets need. If you have Harden and, and Durant, look, you're worried about the depth. You're worried about their bench. That's what's going to hurt the Nets is that they really don't have a lot. They don't have a lot of good defenders on the team. So they would be able to get the role players they need. But are they going out? Are they under cover of night calling teams and going, uh, if Kyrie was available and we could guarantee he'd play for you, would you want him in a trade? I'm just saying, and uh, it, uh, uh, this is, uh, uh, I can't tell you, but my name is uh, Shmeev Shmash. Okay, so just uh, just, let me, let, just let me know if you're going to make that trade. Is that happening right now, Mike Harmon? I would say they don't have to make the calls because by acquiring James Harden, I bet it set off a, a number of GMs going, well, they got him. They don't need the third guy. He's not even there. Maybe maybe we can make the play. So I, I think they'll always be able to have plausible deniability because the phone was ringing on incoming calls rather than having to make the outgoing unless they had lunch dates already scheduled, you know, with some of those GMs, or at least they'll claim that they did. Look at they, they doctored the logs like in A Few Good Men. <laughs> you're going to prove what? <laughs> I'm gonna, you're going to prove there was a lunch that never happened. What? Uh, no, so I, I think that's the way they, they, they pushed through this. I, I think they'll uh, there, there would have been calls being made, no doubt. I don't think there's a secret to it at all. I, I think most definitely because we talked about it yesterday how about you just trade him straight up and be done with it um you know little cash considerations or whatever you need to do to seal the deal but in the end hey man i'm getting my glorious theater i'm getting the circus in town let's go uh, you know, the funny thing is we actually heard from when we talked to Kurt Heelan last hour, you know, uh, NBA, uh, NBA on NBC, NBA insider, who said, hey, the Nets offered Kyrie Irving and the Rockets said no. no. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you Kyrie. No, 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 no. We'd rather have first-round picks and we'll get a star from somebody else. Don't worry about it. You you hold on to Kyrie. No, 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 but we'll trade him. To you. We'll trade- no, 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 no. We don't, we don't, we, we don't want that. Uh, look, well, I, I, I bet you the, net, the Nets are, do- they, they are finding ways because if it's 
out and out publicly, then Kyrie will never come back and play for the team again. And now you're stuck. Now you're the Rockets and James Harden. And okay, now we got to trade Kyrie and, and, and figure out what. But I guarantee you they're doing it really quiet right now, seeing where can we go. And it will be a sudden thing. This is not going to be Kyrie's on the trading block. It's going to be something you're going to wake up one day and go, boom, Nets trade Kyrie Irving. I mean, that, that's, how, that's how it's going to go because you can't let this go really badly because you, you see how Kyrie has acted by walking away from the team for some reason he can't play for them and he hates Steve Nash and he's going to birthday parties and he's on political Zooms. Yeah, can you imagine what it would be if suddenly this got out and you needed a few days to trade Kyrie Irving? Oh, my goodness, the headlines would be off the hook. Now, he may or may not have gone to Bo Callahan's birthday party while he was <laughs> off, too. Uh, but it, I, I don't know that he's got a no-trade clause, but if if there's any truth to the fact that this is all politically motivated, his absence, uh, he sure as hell ain't going to play for, for Tita. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show, with my best friend Mike Harmon. Uh, we got a big story from the NFL coming up in a few minutes. Plus, what I would have done to James Harden instead of trading to the Nets today. That's coming up next right here, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. Are you calling Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with Big Poppy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball. 
but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like, he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons. Lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Fox Sports Radio, The Jason Smith Show, with my best friend, Mike Harmon. And uh, I want to say, uh, you know, we're here in the middle of the show, and, and I want to say this because we've had one of our own who has been out the last week and a half, but now he is back with us. Uh, Alex Tyshirt, welcome back to the show, my friend. We missed you. Uh, Iowa Sam did a great job while you were gone, but welcome back and glad you're doing okay. Well, thank you, Jay. It is Adam, by the way, or Alex, if you would like, but it's well, good I, to be- I figured you were some new guy that, that was on the show tonight. <laughs> I didn't know. No, it's good to be back, man. I missed you guys like crazy, had an extended little stay away, but but it's good to be back, man. All right. Everything is all good? All good, man. Everybody's happy, healthy, living. I know Mike was uh, wanting me here so he could yell at me for turning the music up or down, so I'm sorry for that, Mike, but it's good to be back. Well, you know, we got to keep uh, protocols in, in pro- proper perspective, you know? Yeah. Are you eating cheeseburgers now? Or like, like what, what's your, anything yeah. change? Uh, been eating healthier, like actually juicing since I had so much free time and I didn't have to whoa. move around. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, you wow, say wow. wow. Juicing. Talk show. Can I not say that? No, dude, you say juicing. Most shows, oh, that's bad. fine. Like, mo- look, most shows, everybody could hear you say I'm juicing and they know exactly what it is and they're thinking Jamba Juice. When you say you're juicing on a sports talk radio oh. show, that's completely <laughs> oh, different. Oh, I get you. Completely different, man. I mean, Came not back that you have to pass a test. and stuff. But yeah. still, you know, you, that that's a that's a negative connotation. What if I said I'm using a juicer? Does that work? Uh, that's that yeah, yeah, that's the guy yes. thing with the guy in the place that you get your materials <laughs> from. That, that's better. That, that it would, might that be would across be state lines for all you know. Yeah. <laughs> Tyshirt finally allowed back in California. He kept, he kept trying to bring fruit over the uh, the, the border. You no, know what? On, they you will bring stop fruit you. over, man. Do you ever go through a full search for that one at any point in your life? I'll tell you, that's not that's not fun. I almost got a search because I laughed at the guy. Like when 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 yeah. Pam and I moved to California, and this has been the mid '90s, we passed the checkpoint that says, "Okay, checkpoint in the state of California, we have to check and see what kind of fruits and vegetables you're bringing in." And I laughed at the guy. I go, "This is a real thing." He goes, "Yeah, you want to open the door in the back for me?" I go, "Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah, you got to open it." Like really, we can't bring fruit. No, can't bring fruits and vegetables over the border. Can't do it. 
I was like, okay, f- glad I finished that Apple uh, back when we were in Nevada. Or that was going to be. <laughs> well, it's like going through uh, security at the airport, though. You want to drink that water? You going to bring that? You going to drink that water? <laughs> like, I thought I'd bring it with. Now you gonna, you're going gonna to drink it, or you're going to throw it out right now? <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. What are you going to do with that Apple core? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you, you going to throw it out right here, or am I going to take you to prison? No, 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 no. I'm good. I'll throw it out right now. I mean, I'll just take a couple bites, and I'm good. I'll, th- I'll throw it away. Uh, so glad you're back, AT. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you, my guys. Awesome. Uh, so with the trade today of James Harden to the Brooklyn Nets, right? You know, the, the four-team mega deal has been agreed upon officially. Uh, they're still waiting when you have so many players that are moving around. You have to wait and make sure that everything is good and physicals are passed and all this stuff. But the nuts and bolts are the Brooklyn Nets get James Harden, which we told you he was going to be traded imminently after last night when you have your fourth game in a row of not showing up and you've been out of shape all season and you talk about your team that they're not made to win and they're so far below the Lakers and you've done so much for the city but this is a situation that can't be fixed well we knew James Harden was going to get traded it happens today Harden goes to the Nets the Rockets get Victor Oladipo they get four first they get four swaps with first round picks as well Uh, the Pacers get Karis LeVert and the Cavs get Jared Allen those are the big names to know for this trade but here's the thing for Harden, and I know that it may not have worked, but I, if, if I'm running the Rockets, I try everything I can to send James Harden to the biggest NBA outpost I could think of. If I could send him to the NBA's version of Hoth, I would wow. send him to Hoth. I mean, all he did was show up and demand a trade and show up not in shape and show up in, and, and basically quit the last four or five games. He doesn't have games with under 20 points scored, but that's what's going on with James Harden because the guy quit. He goes on the press conference last night, and he lights the team on fire. He lights the city on fire and basically dares them to trade him. And not only do they trade James Harden, but they trade him to his preferred destination. It's like giving a kid who, who whines and behaves badly what he wants because you just want him to be quiet. Listen, if I if, if I give you the, if I give you a two chocolate chip cookies, are you going to stop? Are you going to stop all this crazy behavior when you you know you smeared your fingers all over the door and you you know you you you, you, the, you, you broke the the screen door by putting a knife through it or something? If I give you a cookie, will you stop? Because that's what James Harden did. James Harden showed that I can complain and really treat my team and my teammates poorly and get exactly what I want. I would have tried all I could to trade him out to Sacramento, to trade him to Cleveland, trade him somewhere, because if you're getting back Victor Oladipo, well, there's other teams going to give you a Victor Oladipo type player and a bunch of first round picks, which is what the Rockets wanted. Now, it may not have worked, but you had a few days because you had time where you are you would announce today, James Harden is not going to be with the Rockets. It's, it's, it's for both of our best interests that James Harden sits out while we figure things out. He's gone. You know he's not coming back to the team. Once you're away from, you don't, you're not away and then you come back. So you know you're away until we figure out this trade. And so now you have time and you can at least and you can at least scare him or look into it and not 
kowtow to him and cave in and say, okay, James, we're going to trade you where you want to go. I want to go to either the Nets or the 76ers. And all right, we're going to trade you to the Nets so you can go play there. I, I, you call me old-fashioned a little bit on this, but when, when you do that and you screw my team that way, okay, you watch what I can do to you. And you, you watch. You, you really think you don't have a no-trade clause. This is going to be a lot easier to do because I can find a bottom feeder team that's going to sit back with their brain trust and say, we're never going to get a player like James Harden in the city ever again. So maybe we get him here and he's happy and he loves it. Maybe the strip clubs are really good. He shows up. He loves it. He yeah. wants to stay. We got to take a chance because we're never going to get a player like James Harden to come in any other way. And so, yeah, let's try to make this work. We have what you need. Good. Good luck going where you absolutely don't want to go, James Harden, because at some point, teams are going to have to do that because all players are seeing, and we've seen it in the NFL in the past couple of years, is that if I complain, complain, complain to the point where I keep ratcheting up the level of my complaints to where I'm just embarrassing you every single day, you're going to trade me where I need to go. And and that's a really bad message to send out there. There's got to be somebody to stand up and say, you know what? I'm flipping the emergency brake on this. James Harden, no trade clause? No, we can make this happen. I easily would have tried to do that before the next day. I go, okay, we're done, James. Just go to the Nets and, and, and be happy and we're done with you. Yeah, I think the uh, the bottom line here is um, not to cross you because you're a petty petty man and you hold grudges. Uh, is, <laughs> is really the, the read-between-the-lines kind of moment for me here. Uh, but I think you would have exhausted over the last couple – because you knew he wasn't happy even before this, right? And as much as you may have tried to tamp it down and tried to make him feel better, you, you knew this was going to come to a head. I would have thought it would take a little longer than nine games with a new coach, new GM, new teammate, John Wall, and everything else. Uh, very limited preseason. But, no, it didn't. Here, here it went. And, yes, he gets what he wants. But you also got a pretty good package in return. And maybe that was as good as it was going to get, right? Because if you were trying to play hardball for Ben Simmons, there was probably other components you weren't getting, you know, to max the the assets out, right? We talked about Maxi before, um, the, the shooting guard that some rumors were they wanted him. Well, he's been a really nice find for them. Uh, First-round draft pick out of Kentucky, and, and he, he can score. And he can shoot something that Ben Simmons cannot. So uh, if they were going to give him up, then, you know, perhaps there needed to be even more involved. Uh, And it got deeper. And Doc Rivers, I still say, is in the background going, I'm not doing this. I already did a circus. Hell, I had a circus with those other guys, remember? And I tried not to blame Blake. (laughs) <laughs> so I, I don't want to go back. I've done all that. I'm in a new era and in, in a new phase of my life now. But it's the the type of thing, if you hold out, yeah, and, and I'm sure there were other callers, but you had the distress property. You needed to move it eventually. And, and this is an offer and, and a deal that comes through, assuming we can cross the T's and dot the I's here in the next 24, 48 hours and make it official, that you probably got the biggest offers here because, well, those were the teams that were interested from day one. So while you might, were you going to take a lesser deal just to make your point? And then your point becomes, hey, you come play here and if we don't like what you're saying about us, and look, this was this was insubordination on a million levels and problematic. Uh, I'm not justifying what James Harden did, but 
I can't fault a good strategy. He got what he wanted. Uh, to your end, you know, waiting for some other team to come up. It's like, eh, we have nowhere near the assets or return player here. Uh, but, you know, we, we serve the purpose of sending James Harden a message. Screw James Harden. He's not there anymore. They don't care about James Harden. They've got to worry about what the team is going forward. Yeah, but you. But if, if this is what you're going to get, you're going to get Victor Oladipo. There's other teams that could have given you something sure. very comparable, and maybe a guy that's even under control for salary for more than Oladipo is. And, and you would have you would have gotten something better. You could have sent him a message and sent a message to everybody in the process. I mean, look, I get that it's business. You never want to make business personal, but Harden made it personal with the press conference last night and the and and the quitting on the team that he had done, showing up out of shape. He didn't care. He was just going to continue to. Uh, be insubordinate until they traded him. No, I can make that personal. I'm okay with making that personal and not worrying about what my reputation around the league is going to be. It's not like I picked well, a fight with a guy that's, hey, he's so well-respected and boy, you're picking a fight with him. It's No, it's James Harden. Well, look what James Harden did. I kind of get what the team did, you know, standing up for James Harden because who does, who does everybody have their back today, right? Who, who do all the NBA players have the backs of? John Wall, Boogie Cousins, all these guys that have said things about James Harden and where he was. These are the guys that have all the respect. So you can tell where where the general opinion of James Harden is. It's the wow for the trade, but yeah, I get why the Rockets were all pissed off. <laughs> like they were going to keep trotting out character witnesses. Anybody else <laughs> want to talk about the last three weeks of this guy's life uh, and before I pronounce sentencing? Uh, look, but they, one of the guys, they, they get Oladipo in the deal. He's on video of, hey, can I come play with y'all? <laughs> to many, many teams. I found three in no time flat videos of that. <laughs> from last year. So a guy clearly he didn't want to be in in Indiana anymore either. So it's a curious sort of uh you know the revolving doors or musical chairs or whatever analogy you want to use. Uh but in the end the 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 Rockets move in into a new phase. They have the leader. We talked about it last night, often imitated, never duplicated that John Wall is the leader, you know, that that guy came into the void, been there 5 minutes, saw what the problem was and had no problem going to the podium to address it. It's like, look, I've been in the league 11 years. I did five years of this me, me, me nonsense. I'm not doing it anymore. But I, th- I thought it was one of the great statements of all time. Put him at a lectern, and you probably could have gotten people to vote for him. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike gets swollen dome, the Jason Smith show with my best friend, Mike Harmon, live from the James Harden studios. We got big stuff out of the NFL coming your way in 90, but first... Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. Lily Herman, my co-host in season one, helped me choose a team, a driver, and then... Well, we sent you on your jolly way. Yeah. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. I'm Michael Costa, comedian, Daily Show correspondent. And we're back with season two because, as it turns out, F1's newest fan is still a little... Dazed and confused. 
Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1 as we dive deeper into the rabbit hole of the pinnacle of motorsports. Who makes money here? What's CFD? How do you manage a tire? You, get back in there. What are the rumors? What's the gossip? But you also know that someone's listening to your radio. Uh, I'm going to pull up a picture of a tea cozy. I, I want to see what this thing looks like. Are you going to be doing that accent this whole pod? Listen to season two of Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You find it. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time. I'm talking Hall of Famers, MVPs, gold medalists. I absolutely hate the Colts, bro. This game, I swear, led to the deflate gate. Hey, guys, this ball's a little flat. <laughs> Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Julian walking around. I'm pretty sure he had his shirt off for reasons I'm not sure. He was saying, gotta believe. Oh, you gotta believe. From 18-1 with Eli. You call Bill just a cheater? Is that what you're I'm saying right saying now? He's, he's looking for an advantage. The 2004 ALCS with big poppy. The Red Sox in 2004 bounced back after the 3-0 in a winner chicken dinner. Homie. The immaculate reception with Terry Bradshaw. Fired the ball. I hear the roar of the crowd. I never thought he caught the ball, but he did. We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali back in 1988, and to my great surprise, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on family, spirituality, and on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ, including people such as Reverend Al Sharpton, and James Buster Douglas. We'll even hear from Muhammad's daughter, Rashida. Well, my dad was, he was Peter Pan. Like he never really grew up. He was very mature when it came down to social issues. He was very in tune. He felt a responsibility to be able to share his connection to millions of people who were in need. In each of these stories, we share lessons, lessons that have meant a great deal to me and that I hope will be meaningful to you. Listen to The Dial of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, so out of the NFL today now, we'll get back to James Harden in a few minutes. Um, we're starting to see a lot of uh, stories during the day, and it's kind of like college football when, when you get to see those stories that uh, a, a plane carrying Urban Meyer has just landed in Ohio. You know, it, You're seeing all the coaches traveling now for their second interviews with different teams. And today, you know, Robert Sala was a guy who all day today uh, spent his second day interviewing with the New York Jets in person. Uh, he left without a contract. Now he goes to the Eagles to talk. Arthur Smith, the offensive coordinator of the Titans, is now the other hottest guy. I would say Salah and Smith are the two hottest guys right now in the National Football League as far as coordinators getting their next job. And so now they're the ones that are the hottest candidates. And the fact that they're both still out there 
amazes me. I understand, Mike, that it's a different time. It's COVID. You're doing your first interviews via Zoom, and then you're bringing in the guys you like. Now, I'd like to think that the Jets, hey, if, if Salah was their guy, they would have signed mm-hmm. him to a contract, but, you know, and, but they let him go, so maybe they really like Arthur Smith, but, you know, Jets, so you never know. But all these teams are taking way too long. You know, I, I get that there's a lot of great candidates out there. There's four or five offensive coordinators in the NFL that are hot. There's four or five defensive coordinators that are hot. You have people from the college game uh, that you might want to talk to. And so I get it. You want to do your due diligence and talk to everybody. But you know what? You've had some time. You've known you're firing your head coach. You've had time. You have to say, these are the first couple of guys we really like. And if these are your guys, then you bring them in and you make a bold move. Right? It's like John Wooden used to say, be quick, but don't hurry. Um, I get it. Hey, we want to talk to all these guys. But what's going to happen is one team is going to decide, well, we like this guy. Well, we'd like to talk to these other couple of candidates. But if we do, we're going to miss out on this guy that we really, really like. So we're going to offer him the job and he's going to take it. And then you're going to start seeing guys pop off the market and all teams are going to be left without their top choices because you because all these teams now so far want to spend all kinds of time we're talking to this guy and this guy and this guy pounce all right you've been able to talk to robert sala for the past week and a half how is he still out there eric Bieniemy was out there for a whole week you're able to talk and interview him because he had a week off okay arthur smith now has had four days off and and we're still doing this whole thing i don't know why teams aren't moving faster because there's a lot of people out there but you want your top choice and this year more than any other because of the way things go with zoom and with and and bringing people in if you have a guy he's your guy and, and be that team and, and be able to beat everybody to one of the best candidates. Now, I'm not saying force yourself into a play, uh, into a coach that you have to convince yourself you like, but if there's a fit, and clearly if you're bringing guys in for second interviews, there's fits, uh, this is where you don't let the guy leave and say, all right, let's work on a contract. We want to offer you the job right now. And if he says no, okay, then we're moving on to somebody next. Teams need to move a little bit quicker with a little bit more decisiveness and be a little bit stronger because there's no reason why some of these guys should still be out there. Yeah, but there's no cost to you, so interview them all. Look, uh, no, it's the a cost is you, it, yeah, the cost is the guys, the guys all leave, guys all get jobs. No, exactly, saying, they, uh, they we're hiring Adam Gase. <laughs> no, that's it. They may go find somebody else to uh, partner up with. Right? It's the don't don't wait till two a.m. at the bar. Uh, you got the last last person yeah. standing, man or yeah. woman. Yeah. Or maybe nothing. Maybe just a, a lonely walk home with the incredible Hulk uh, piano song playing behind you. I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> the idea is that I, I get it. It's it cost efficient this year. Look, there's been a, a, a bit of a, a groundswell, you know, as we've talked about a, a bit where, where folks are upset the way this works, right? Because now the enemy can't talk to anybody else. And, and if you didn't get what you needed and we're hoping for a second interview until they lose or the Super Bowl's over, he's stuck and you can't, you can't talk to him again. I don't even know that you can offer him a contract at this point. I think there's like a, yeah, I think he goes into some uh, time, time warp, right? Uh, one of these time heist kind of things, but it's the, the idea of if, if Salah w- was your guy, I, th- I think you know it right away, right? Like with all of these, like what are you what are you hoping to find out in your Zoom interview that is from the next guy that is going to suddenly sell you? Because you're even you philosophically, I would think from a, the GM side and the ownership side, you've already decided we're going offensive coach or defensive coach. 
which means you've already you're probably talking to twice as many people as you need to anyway. So pare it down uh, and get pushing forward. Right, it's the thing you you've got to move and try to have a first mover advantage where you can. It's it's rare that you do. And if you fired your coach, you're in a position for the most part where your team's not exactly stocked. So you've got to have you know lockstep of a couple of months to get together. I mean, the only one that looks like a turnkey solution here is the Los Angeles Chargers, much to the happiness or sadness, however you want to look at it, of our guy Justin Frostberg. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. Coming up next, is there a new team at the top of the NBA? Are the Nets at the top of the league after this big trade for James Harden? We'll tell you that team that is number one with a bullet. Coming up next right here, Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend Mike Harmon. And in the aftermath of the big trade today that saw James Harden go to the Brooklyn Nets, which we'll have more on the big team that won the day coming up in a few minutes, uh, and it was a team that didn't trade for James Harden, Liar. Cle- well, Cleveland did do well. I will say, T-shirt, you know what? You play that drop every 20 times or so, it's right. Cleveland did do well today getting Jared Allen. I, it was it, what they did do well. Well, thank you. He was uh, a hell of a pass rusher he when was. he was in Minnesota. Uh, I got a great Jared Allen. I have a great Jared Allen story for you. Maybe I'll tell, tell it next hour on the show. Uh, really weird. First time I met Jared Allen, I'm like, whoa, dude. So uh, maybe I'll tell that story coming up in a bit. Okay. But... Now that the Nets have this super team, they have Mm -hmm. Kevin Durant, they have Kyrie Irving if he ever comes back, they have James Harden. Are the Nets now at the top of the NBA and the team to beat? And I'll tell you, that new team at the top of the NBA, the New York Nets, that team at the top of the NBA is the same team it was, and that's the Lakers. It's the same team. There is nothing the Nets have done other than, uh, well, look, they've done well in saying, hey, instead of a meandering regular season, which is kind of what they're having right now with with KD and Kyrie Irving and Irving out, now they've bought a better regular season and a a better uh, first couple rounds of the playoffs. They still have a lot of issues, and I'm still not sold that this is going to work, that you're even going to see these guys on the court with each other for more than a handful of games this season because of Kyrie Irving's situation. But the Lakers, of of all the teams in the NBA, Mike, you know, it's funny, we talked about this a few minutes ago uh, or or last night on the show with Rick Buell that, hey, what teams have really shown you anything in the first few weeks here in the NBA? And really not a lot. You have the Sixers that showed you, hey, you know, hey, we're off to a pretty good start here. And the Sixers are, hey, we're, you know, we might, we might have something pretty good going on here. But everybody else is just kind of okay. And mm-hmm. then you have the Lakers who win tonight by 30 again, and they're 10 and 3 at the top of the Western Conference because people forget the team that just won the title got better in the offseason by bringing in Montrezl Harrell and Dennis Schroeder and Marcus All, and the Lakers are just rolling. It's still the Lakers league all the way through the end of this year until there's nothing that's going to happen that's going to make me think the Lakers are over have been overtaken by anybody over the course of this regular season for the playoffs. There is nothing you can tell me because the Lakers Lakers have everything you need. They have all the players they need. They have all the scoring they need. They can limit LeBron James's minutes. They're going to win enough games to finish at the top of the Western Conference with 
fans not being able to attend games. We don't know if that's going to be the case in a few months. So maybe home court is not as big a deal again. The Lakers just won the most difficult championship you could possibly win in the bubble with no fans and no home court. Uh, nothing is going to happen that's going to knock the Lakers off of that perch. I, I, I don't see it. Look at you making all the guys in the studio happy, making Frostburg all tingly. Uh, way to go. Way to go. Uh, look, Why'd I, you have I, to I say pick... that, making Frostburg all tingly? Because now Tyshirt's just going to play that back forever. Uh, you know what? Thank you. Uh, yeah, there you go. Well, at least you didn't say my name, so that's okay. I add value and don't think he can't do uh, some digital wizardry to make it uh, all about you uh, in a matter of seconds. When the guy re-edited the McBain uh, video to make the movie? (laughs) Exactly. You're exactly right. But the the, the point is, you know, I I had the, the Nets going to the finals. That doesn't change. In the, it's going to be a more spectacular failure if it if it blows <laughs> up. I mean, so who wins? We do, we do all the way through. Uh, on the in the Western Conference, it's all through LA. <laughs> Those two teams, and then I, I suppose I take a gander uh, over at what goes on in Denver as the season flows. But otherwise, I, I'm looking at these two squads, and, and they'll battle it out. A, a good win uh, by the Clippers tonight. They had to fight a little more with New Orleans than I think they expected to with no Lonzo Ball and no Zion Williamson. But it's the Lakers' league to lose right now. I mean, they've got everything motoring along, and I think with tonight's game in particular, you saw a little bit of extra juice from LeBron James because he recognizes, all right, they're stacking up. You know, you you reap what you sow and all of those kind of things that you talk about. And no, stacking teams did not begin with him. Uh, and I, but I do love the the number of the people love to use the term prisoner of the moment. Like you're either on board this experiment with or without James Harden, right? This is just all right. Now it really gets crazy. But when we when we look at the, this Lakers squad. You know they're they're motivated, right, to to go and do it again. LeBron James is still chasing the ghost of Jordan, and this would be another huge win, especially when we're still looking at all these places with no fans. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon coming up next. More on Harden. Who really won the day? That answer might surprise you. That's coming up next. This is Fox Sports Radio. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Last season on the Choosing Sides F1 podcast, we established unequivocally that F1 is the pinnacle of motorsports. We did, but honestly, I was left with more questions than answers, Tony. I'm Tony Cameron Brown, a tech, culture, and F1 commentator. And I'm Michael Costa, comedian 
From The Daily Show. Join us for season two of Choosing Sides F1. Our F1 102, if you will. And get all of the answers. All of them? Listen to Choosing Sides F1 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Julian Edelman from Games with Names, and we're on a search to find the greatest games of all time with the players and coaches who lived in them. Ever wonder what a locker room feels like at a halftime of a Super Bowl? Or what about the the after parties? We're going to dive deep into the most iconic games with the most iconic people. New episodes dropping weekly. Listen to Games with Names on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Davis Miller, host of the new podcast, The Tao of Muhammad Ali. I met Ali in 1988, and surprisingly, we became friends. His influence profoundly changed my perspective on the purpose of life itself. I'll tell you that story and also stories of others touched by the champ. Listen to The Tao of Muhammad Ali on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.